0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, August 31st. Friends and co-workers of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner are still grieving their deaths. The couple was found dead in the LaSalle Mountains on August 18th. Law enforcement is investigating the case as a double homicide. Reporter Ashley Bunton takes us to a memorial that was held at McDonald's on Sunday, where Crystal was employed.
1: It's Sunday, August 29th, 6 p.m. at Moab McDonald's. Um,
0: We are moving the sunflowers into direct sunlight. We're gonna plant some in memory of Kylan and Crystal.
1: Employees are getting ready to host a celebration of life for an employee, Crystal Turner, who was shot and killed at a campsite outside of town earlier this month. So I'm Regina, I work at the Moab McDonald's Crystal was a mother figure to me, so when she went, I felt the need that I had to be there for her because she was really the only mother figure I had here in Moab. And what's happening today here? How would you describe this? We are having a memorial for Crystal because she meant a lot to a lot of people, and she really was the heart of our store. About 20 people showed up for the memorial at McDonald's, many of them longtime co-workers of Crystal's, including three employees who work at both the Moab and the Grand Junction, Colorado McDonald's locations. One of those employees, Sheila Black, works at the North Avenue McDonald's in Grand Junction. She has also worked with Crystal in Moab, and she spoke to the group at the memorial, and was teary-eyed sharing her memories of Crystal. We're like a family here. It's like, I like working here because it's like, we're just so close knit. Organizing the memorial was the general manager of Moab McDonald's, Jessica Hannum.
0: I think that it's been really, really hard for our crew in general to kind of just move on. I think that sometimes it doesn't seem real for everybody. So it's just like, um, I was always taught the best way to grieve was to sit around and talk about the memories and everything that happened and everything you miss. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring all the crew together. Um, We wanted to make it something small and more intimate. That way, everybody felt more comfortable talking about crazy little stories that
1: maybe they wouldn't have told otherwise. So far, a suspect has not been named in Crystal and her partner Kylan's deaths. Law enforcement, including the Grand County Sheriff's Office and FBI, are actively investigating this case. Anyone who has information or who was camping around Moab on August 13th or 14th and maybe saw something should call the Sheriff's Office at 435-259-8115. This is Ashley Bunton for KZMU News in Moab, Utah. The Department of Energy is
0: launching a new research lab in Colorado. As KUNC's Alex Hager reports, scientists will collect data on water to build a better understanding of drought.
2: New equipment in Crested Butte and nearby Gothic will gather data on a wide range of climate factors. Dan Feldman is the principal investigator with the project. He says this lab will help answer questions like why precipitation varies and why snow sometimes evaporates without melting. These are questions that have been thorny for a long time for the scientific community. And by bringing all of these measurements together at the same time, we have an opportunity to look at these problems from a bunch of different angles. Feldman says the lab is important because of acute drought throughout the region. Understanding of how water behaves in the mountains is limited, even though much of the Colorado River's water starts as snow and rain at high altitude. I'm Alex Hager.
0: There are more than 70,000 wild horses across the country, and many are suffering due to the West's severe drought. Some are even dying. Now the federal government is trying to save them by rounding up thousands and sending them to new homes. But as the Mountain West News Bureau's Nate Hedgie reports, some wild horse advocates say the animals aren't going to happy homes. They're going to slaughter
2: black helicopter swoops past a herd of wild horses running across western Utah's high desert. It's mid-morning and already hot. The helicopter is trying to herd these animals into a corral. Lisa Reed is watching the action while sitting on a blanket under an umbrella.
1: The helicopter works like a sheepdog. It works the horses from side to side, guiding them to the direction that he wants them
2: to go. Reed is with the Bureau of Land Management. It's in the middle of a huge emergency campaign to get roughly 6,000 wild horses like these out of the desert and onto private stables or pastures. That's because some of their dependable water sources are drying up and their forage is dying.
1: People want to say let Mother Nature take its course, but boy, that's the stuff nightmares are made of.
2: Reed remembers reading reports about a small group of wild horses who died from dehydration during the West's last severe drought two decades ago.
1: There was one foal that was still alive and... um, It was nursing off of a a dead mom, and that's heartbreaking.
2: The wild horses rounded up today are faring better than that, but not by much. At a nearby corral, some of the mares look gaunt.
1: You can see their ribs and their hip bones, um, and that is um, definitely a, a direct impact from the drought.
2: Unlike other desert critters such as bighorn sheep or mule deer, the U.S. government can't just let wild horses die off. A 50-year-old federal law ensures that there are a set number of healthy horses living on healthy rangelands. But lately, the BLM has argued that there are too many wild horses. With few natural predators, the herds grow by up to 25% each year. That's creating unhealthy conditions, and the drought is making things worse. So the agency is rounding up the horses and adopting them out. It's different than um, picking up a puppy at the pound. You've got to uh, spend lots of time with them. That's Dwayne Oldham. He owns a wild horse sanctuary on the Wind River Indian Reservation in Wyoming. I don't recommend that you watch one YouTube video and go try to do it. Instead, he says, the horses are often adopted by experienced handlers such as ranchers, hunting outfitters, or sheep herders. They also sometimes go to small stables in places as varied as Houston or West Virginia. But the adoption program and the roundups themselves are also controversial.
1: The roundups lead to slaughter. There's just no way of getting around it.
2: Suzanne Roy is executive director of the nonprofit American Wild Horse campaign. She says the problem stems from BLM incentives. A year after adopting a horse, owners get $1,000 from the government. What people
1: are doing is they're collecting the cash incentive, and as soon as the money clears their banks, they're sending the horses to the slaughter auction.
2: Slaughtering horses is banned in the United States, but some of these animals are bought at auctions, also known as cell barns, and then sent to Canada or Mexico where slaughter is legal. Roy's organization has identified nearly 100 wild horses and boroughs auctioned at cell barns in recent months. She wants the BLM to invest more heavily in fertility control to bring down the population and to install wells to help with the drought.
1: We think it's time for the BLM to stop looking at ways to remove horses from the land and start looking at ways to protect them on the land.
2: The agency is using fertility control on some herds. It's also been hauling water for horses to drink. Hauling water is is like a Band-Aid. Gus War, director of the BLM's Wild Horse and Burrow Program in Utah, says bottom line, roundups are the best way to get horses quickly off of drought-stricken rangelands. As for the slaughterhouses, in July the BLM implemented tougher screening measures to weed out bad adopters. War acknowledges that the new protections only go so far. After a year, an adopted wild horse becomes private property. Once it's private property, if somebody wants to sell it to a friend or a neighbor and it might end up at a cell barn, then those individuals have that legal right. War also stresses that a majority of adopted wild horses don't end up at these cell barns. They go to good homes. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Nate Hedgie in Western Utah.
0: This story comes from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, August 31st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.